This is Gray Man Media Content. On his arrest in 1957, Butcher of Plainfield admitted to the murders of Bernice and local bar owner Mary Hogan, who had disappeared three years before. His crimes inspired numerous horror characters, including Norman Bates, Leatherface, and Buffalo Bill. These crimes have also haunted the quiet town of Plainfield, with a population of around 900, where some have reported hearing disembodied voices, seeing shadowy figures, and even being attacked by an unseen spirit. Today, Wolf takes a bite out of Ed Keen. I've climbed into the hills. I, I would, I'm romantic, I would like Bigfoot to exist. One type is about three feet tall, very dark, not humanoid at all, yet lizard-looking. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the, uh, the greys. For the search for truth, little grey men, little grey men from outer space who actually abduct humans. I get hard to that. <laughs> I just jerk off to that sound. Oh my god. I'm just like, yeah, X Files, baby. Woo! We're back for another episode! Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes My Podcast. This is your host, John Wolf, with my co host, Devin Gray. We have to keep that as intro because that was funny as shit. Okay, we're going to start now. I'm ready. Welcome back to another episode of Wolf Takes My Podcast. I'm your host, John Wolf, with my co host, Devin Gray. That's John. Today, we're going to be talking about something extra special. Ed Gein. Oh, yeah, that's the episode we're doing. <laughs> like you're saying, like extra special, special like extra Ed. trip, right? Yeah, that was a joke. I Cut! <clears throat> because you know I'm old now. <laughs> now is an interesting uh, choice of words. Well, I'm 31 now, so I've definitely crested. <clears throat> yeah, 30 wasn't old enough. No. I had to try for another one. <laughs> Get one more point on my belt, you know? Yeah. Level 31. I'm Some, at level 31. That's something, yes. <laughs> something tells me you're probably going to add a few more levels. I hope so. Yeah. If I don't, that's really sad. It will be. I'll be. Just quit the game. I'll be. The- <laughs> It'll be a rage quit for sure. Yeah. Just unplug. <laughs> uh, Imagine you wake up and like you got you got like six aliens standing around you and they're like, and you got like a bong in your hand. They're like, did you feel it? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of fucked. <laughs> just wait. I have a mind fuck for you. I gotta remember it though. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. All right, let's do this thing. So should we dip our toes? Yeah. You know, the only thing I can think of for the mindfuck is the one where it's like, if a soap, bar of soap falls on the floor, <laughs> is it clean or is the floor dirty? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, soap kills like, what, 99.99% of bacteria? So it's like that 0.01% yeah, is dirty. dirty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's bad. I mean, firemen really... Firemen, because they're not on fire. But if they are on fire, are they bad at their job? Why do we drive on parkways but park, park in driveways? driveways. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it called a mailbox when it's a cylindrical? Um, <clears throat> I got nothing. 
I'm all out. Just as weird as this topic. This is also a weird topic. We're talking about Ed Keen today. Whoa. That's a thing. Let's get into it. We've wasted enough time. Yeah, I think so. I think we dipped our toes. Yeah. Dipped for five to ten minutes. <laughs> Fucking shut up. <laughs> Once an episode. Okay. So. What do you know about Ed Gein? Uh, I know that he was like the guy who like guy did guy stuff. Yeah. Oh, just the normal guy stuff. No, no, really the guy not. Who did the normal manliest man thing you can do? Not normal guy stuff at all. Normal guy stuff. No. I mean, everybody tries to put on their mother's skin. Mm-mm. Nope, mm. not me. Did you? No. <laughs> Yet. Hello. <laughs> it didn't fit. Hey, call, did, call the police. Did you know technically we've all worn each other, uh, our mom's skin? That's foul. I hate it. <laughs> Placenta. <laughs> so Ed endured a Does very that stay in? Yeah. Does that, okay. <laughs> Why not? Ed endured a very difficult childhood. Born August 27th, 1906. The most difficult time in history. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Gein endured a very difficult childhood, born August 27, 1906, in La Crosse, Wisconsin, a very terrible state, but great for cheese, the son of George and a timid alcoholic father, and Augusta, a a fanatically religious mother, Gein grew up alongside his older brother, Henry, in a household ruled by his mother's preachings about the sins of lust and desire. Sorry, I forgot how to read today. <clears throat> His mother was often verbally abusive to both sons. Gein nevertheless idolized her, a fact that apparently concerned his elder brother, who occasionally confronted her in Gein's presence. Gein was a very shy man, and his classmates and teachers remembered him as having strange mannerisms, such as seemingly random laughter. <laughs> <laughs> As if he was laughing at his own personal jokes. I mean, that's normal guy stuff. Help. All the time. Please call the police. You're good, Devin. <laughs> Somebody tighten his ankle bracelets? Thanks. Uh, to make matters works. To make matters worse, Augusta punished him whenever he tried to make friends. Despite his poor social development skills, Gein did fairly well in school, particularly in reading. Unlike me. <laughs> in 1944, Henry, his older brother, died of mysterious circumstances during a fire near the family's farm in Plainfield. Although Gein reported his brother missing to the police, he was able to lead them directly to the burned body where they had arrived. Despite bruises covered on the victim's head, the death was ruled an accident still. Yeah, no, I don't think so, bro. Makes sense. He fell and fell on fire, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he he caught a bad case of falling on fire. He was a fireman. Shut the fuck up. Everything's coming full circle. I love it. It's perfect. I was, now all that has to stay in. Yeah, no, it's all in. It's all in. Obsessively devoted to his mother, Gein never left home or dated women. However, after she died in the late 1945, he became increasingly deranged. In subsequent years, Gein uh, cornered off areas. Cordoned. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Eugene cordoned off areas of the house that his mother had used most frequently, preserving them as something of a shrine. He developed as an interest in anatomy books as well. Gein managed to support himself as a handyman, and despite his odd behavior, as a babysitter. Red flucking flag. Yeah, red flucking flag. Yeah. Fuck. Flock. It's YouTube. It- Meanwhile... <laughs> A few residents from general area had mysteriously disappeared over the years. Among them was Mary Hogan, who ran a tavern nearby Pine Grove that Gein regularly frequented. Concerning at best. Do you think she fell in a fire? <laughs> I don't know. How did she die? I have no idea. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, Let's we will. stoke the flames. <laughs> Keep reading this fucking it's an inside joke. Get it because he put that in here. <laughs> Fire, right? Yeah. yeah. So Gein held on <clears throat> to the farm and earned money from odd jobs. He uh, boarded up rooms used by his mother, like we talked about previously. This included the upstairs, downstairs parlor, living room, and leaving them completely untouched. Like, mausoleum. No bueno. While the rest of the house became increasingly squalled, these rooms remained pristine. Gein lived thereafter in a small room next to the kitchen. Around this time, he became interested in reading pulp magazines and adventure stories, particularly those involving cannibals or Nazi aristocrats. Uh... According to one source, Gein began to create a woman suit so that he could become his own mother. To literally crawl into her own skin, Gein designed or Gein denied having sex with the bodies of the exhumed, saying that they smelled bad. Now let's take a stop right here. That wasn't very clear. He dug up bodies in his spare time skinned them and was sewing them i hate the fact that he uh he got into like nazi atrocities because it seems like every time we do a fucking episode it's always nazis man i fucking swear on everything bro i didn't i hated that when i saw it when i read that i was like fuck well you know nazis are very prominent in most of my stories, for one specific reason, they're time travelers. They have their oh hands in everything. I mean, obviously, the Nazis were the center of this universe. I mean, they did the most of the most. They were extra. They're time travelers. This coffee's not helping. Hey, hey, hey. Are you a horse? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? So Gein had a few select talents other than sewing human skin. He also supported himself by occasionally working for the local municipal road crew and crop threshing crews in the area. Whoa. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Sometime between 1946 and 1956, he also sold... An 80-acre parcel of land that his brother Henry had owned. 
Gein attracted the attention of the police in 1957, however, when a hardware store owner named Bernice Warden went missing. All these women going missing. But he was doing so good with the dead bodies. At least that he was skinning the dead ones. But the question is, what is he doing with the live ones? Help. Please, God. I mean, you can understand where <laughs> oh, he's no. coming from. What? Can you? At least they were dead already. Oh, no. Waste not what not, Devin. Hello? <laughs> so Gein attracted the attention, like I said, of the police in 1957. Uh, a plain fill resident reported that the hardware store's truck had been driven out from the rear of the building around 9.30 a.m. Completely normal. Yeah. It's 9.30 a.m. Yeah. The nope. hardware store saw few customers the entire day. Some area residents believed it was because of deer hunting season. Bernice Warden's son, Deputy Sheriff Frank Warden, whoa, <laughs> entered the store around 5 p.m. to find the store's cash register had been open and bloodstains were on the floor. Mm. 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 Robbery, maybe? Doesn't sound like Gein's M.O. So the sheriff's deputy discovered Warden's decapitated body in a shed on Gein's property. Well, that does sound like Gein. Hello. <laughs> Hung upside down, but with her legs uh, and with a crossbar at her ankles and ropes at her wrists. The torso was dressed out like a deer, so skinned out like a deer hanging to be bloodletted. Uh, she had been shot with a 22 caliber rifle and there were mutilations made after her death. Subsequent examinations of his home showed that he had systematically robbed graves and collected body parts, which he used to make household items. You know, clothing, COVID masks. <laughs> yeah, that was a problem back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, just kidding. Masks of their face. You know, you know, if sometimes, you know, you just don't want to do Stop. all the makeup. Stop what you're doing. And you want to put on a new face, you just slap it on. Dude, the I, blood helps it stay. Imagine knocking on his door. Hold on, let me, let me, let me put on my face. <laughs> this is not. This is not okay. I want to be Ted today. Bundy? Yeah, maybe. Oh no. I wish. I wonder if they knew each other. I don't think so. I don't think so. Another thing that they discovered on the property was the head of Mary Hogan. Damn! What a waste. That's a beautiful name, Mary Hogan. I thought you were going to say, what? never mind. <laughs> not, not Help, police? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Excuse me? The tavern operator who went missing in 1954. Uh, the following are a list of items found in Gein's home. And pictures this. will be included because I, I have this. them. That's great. <laughs> Check it out on the content <clears throat> cam. Whole human bones and fragments. A wastebasket <laughs> made out of human skin. I hate it. No. I'm, I'm just trying to think of a really good you, why, reason why you'd want the wastebasket made out of human skin. I, I don't know. I, I mean, no I, can't, I don't see him sitting at a desk writing a whole lot of notes. Hmm. Wastebasket should be tougher skin. <laughs> <laughs> Dunk. <laughs> uh, remove head from Harry Hogan. Oh, I got that one done. <laughs> Throw it in the trash bin there. That's how the old school apples used to do 
<laughs> Apple computer trash can. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, skulls on his bedpost. Now that's just badass. Don't you want skulls on no. your? No. Yeah. No. I, I want don't. a skull throne. That would be dope. That would be kind of sick. Female skulls with the tops sawn off. I guess so he could fed his member all the way through the skull. Uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, a corset made from a female torso, skin from shoulders to waist. Interesting. I mean, if you're feeling a little pudgy after all your murders, sometimes you gotta thin it down with a nice female torso. I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Leggings made from human leg skin. Now that's just punny. He's just being punny at this point. Get it? They're leggings. And then, of course, like we said, masks made from the skin of female heads. <laughs> oh, there's way more. Yeah, there's unfortunately a lot more. Uh, Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper bag. In case, you know, he needs to take it out shopping. Uh, her skull was in a box. Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack. He hasn't quite got to that one yet. <laughs> Bernice Warden's heart. In a plastic bag in front of Gein's pot belly stove. I guess he was going to eat it. I mean, if you're an aficionado of cannibalism, oh, that yeah? would make sense. He was an aficionado of cannibalism. Uh, there was also... Excuse me? <laughs> just, look, man, I just put what what was there. Mm-hmm. I just put what was there, man. How would you say that? That's a copy and paste job right there. There's also nine vulvas in a shoebox. Vulva. That's what it was. I remember reading that. Yeah. Yeah, there's nine vulvas in a shoebox. As if one wasn't enough. Nope, he needed all nine. <laughs> you gotta get the whole set. Hello? Collector's what? edition vulva. Not the one you drive, either. Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> a young girl's dress and the vulvas of two females judged to have been about 15 years old. So that identity. First of all, how do you age a vulva? Uh, look, man. What cop is like? Oh yeah, I know that one. I would imagine it probably. W <laughs> 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 oh no, I would imagine it probably wasn't a cop. It was probably like a forensic scientist. Well, yeah, we had CSI Miami back in 1957. It was specifically Miami. They came all the way up to Wisconsin, <laughs> Plainfield for this. Maybe, maybe NCIS Vegas, possibly. You know, Gibbs maybe was Gibbs there. was there. <laughs> yeah, you had to get the Navy involved in this one. A belt made from human nipples. Because why not? I mean, it's a textural thing, Devin. It's fashion, baby. Don't you touch your nips just a little bit? Just It's a textural thing. It's like a studded belt for punks. Oh, I understand. Yeah, but nipple <laughs> belt. That's probably the coolest thing he ever made. Hello. <laughs> If I'm tw look, if you're gonna be reading and in, into this stuff, you gotta have it with a little sense of humor. But if you're gonna make a belt, but if you're gonna make a belt, I'm telling you, nipple belt would be the way to go. <laughs> there were four noses, uh, right next to a bottle of four roses, a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring. May I? Well, I. <laughs> Can't explain that one. <laughs> John has lost for words on that one. Yep. 
lampshade made from human skin and face. Well, I mean, that obviously no. costs Stop. a really cool projection on the wall. You know what I mean? He's really thinking about the mood lighting in the skin home of his. Uh, these articles were all photographed at the state crime laboratory and then decently disposed of, though. God rest the people that... Uh, God rest the people that were uh, donating their parts to this. Donating is, a, is an interesting... Strong word, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In 1958, Gein's House of Horrors was destroyed by a fire, mysteriously. The origins of which fire remain unclear. Firemen. <laughs> Firemen. Firemen caused fire. Well, I know that we're about to get uh, into a lot more information on the audio-only version. Mm. Um, yeah, that's I notes. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know you have notes. Um but like just like the general consensus right now. First off, I don't like doing any of these topics. I'm not a big fan of these topics. Um, but it's not your flavor. That's foul. <laughs> <laughs> but like it, it's it's interesting because Ed Gein was like the the guy who did like a you know he was the inspiration for like a Buffalo Bill, Leatherface, a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mas mascara. Mascara, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So much Texas Chainsaw Mascara is out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a massacre. <laughs> How about you, man? What are you feeling about this? I mean, I... Beside I, the puns, I, I actually really love this story. Interesting choice of words. I'm a fan of true crime. I've always really enjoyed true crime. Uh -huh. And that's the craziest thing about this is it is true crime. <laughs> this actually happened. This is actually happened. This ha there's pictures. Yeah, this and that's another thing that's so weird is that we're used to covering like stuff that's like, eh, maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. This no, this legit. Yeah, this is fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up, and it actually happened. Yeah, not a fan. Maybe in a town near you. Hopefully, you're not living in Plainfield, Wisconsin, in the uh, early 1900s. Yeah. Or anywhere else in the country right now. Yeah. Monsters are everywhere. It could happen. Unfortunately, this is true. Have you seen the documentary In Plain Sight? No. It's on Netflix. What's it about? Uh, similar thing. Not quite as much murder, but it talks about, like, this guy who grooms, like, these kids. It's a thing. It's a true crime kidnap story kind of deal. I hate it. Yeah. It's really interesting, though. <laughs> Jess couldn't stop watching. I'm like, why the fuck are you torturing yourself with this? She's like, it's fucked up. And I'm like, I know. So why are you watching it? Move over. <laughs> Actually, I didn't want to, I didn't even want anything to do with it that day. That was just weird. Yeah, dude. True crime always, like, bothers me. Like, <clears throat> there's always something about monsters. Like, you know, you grow up as a kid and you fear, like, monsters, like, monsters. And then you grow up and you realize, no, it's people. I know. And I've never, I feel like I've never met a stranger. Like I would just run up when I was a kid. My parents never even knew where I was at half the time. I was just running yeah. through crowds yeah. and I was like, Hey, hi person, be friends. And yeah. you know, I was, I, I got into some very exclusive places. Yeah. <laughs> exclusive. Yeah. 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 I was very popular around the drag racing strip. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> 
I mean, well, I got to work on a NASCAR a pit once, and then uh-huh. I, I got to uh, ride in the chase car for a jet dragster once. That's pretty wild. That was pretty wild. My dad got to wipe the tires, and he almost got blasted by the jet. It was hilarious. Could have easily been massacred. And he could have easily been massacred. You could have been easily massacred. Mm. <laughs> you could have been been open-dressed like the deer. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It was Indiana. So that's our next serial killer we'll be talking about. What? <laughs> you? Season four. This is John ad- admitting. To, no, to, no, no, to no, 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 no. I'm talking about somebody else. Hey, Devin, you want a piece of gum? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I've been dying for a piece of gum, man. Yeah, go ahead and get some. You, no, you first, please. Oh, go ahead. I've no, already had no, some. I insist. I eat, a, I eat a PB&J, so I don't really need the gum. <laughs> Uh, why? Why are you the way that you are? Why are we doing this? Anyway, thanks for watching. Make sure you drink your water, like and subscribe, and listen to the rest of this version, uh, less rest of, mm, of the rest of this episode, wherever you get your podcast. When we learn how to read. See you next time. <laughs> you do you believe? Welcome back to uh, another episode of. Oh, no, it's not. not. It's still the same episode. <coughs> Try that again. Welcome back to uh, Wolf Takes a Bite Podcast Radio, where we are ASMR talking about Ed Gein. The lights are off, and so are the cameras. And now you get to dive deeper into this disturbing tale. Uh, Devin, how are you feeling thus far? I've been the most uncomfortable just now than I have through this entire episode. You don't like uh, my ASMR? It's the worst, actually. Oh. C tier at most. So uh, go ahead and tighten your nipple belts, folks, and uh, let's Gross. let's get into it then, shall we? How would you tighten a nipple belt, I wonder? Do you think the little thing goes through the nipple? Like that's the, the, the hole? No, that would destroy the integrity of the nipple. So you'd have to do it every other nipple? You'd probably have to do it in between nipples. <laughs> God forbid you pierce an areola. What is an areola? <laughs> areola? I'm loving it. I'm loving what we're doing right now. I am too. Do you have notes or something, or are we just going to stare <laughs> at each other? Oh, I'm sorry, Devin. I was just planning on what I was going to do with you later. That's nasty. Yeah. Anyway. So, Ed Gein. Uh, you know, Devin, we talked a little bit about this earlier in the episode, but I'm going to recount a few things. Bit of a summary. Summary, a uh, teaser. Teaser. I'm D.B. Cooper. Let's go ahead and recap. When the police raided the suspected murderer, Ed Gein, is how and when (laughs) when police raided the suspected murderer Ed Gein's house in Plainfield, uh, they found the chair upholstered in human skin, skull used as soup bowls, which we didn't talk about before. Uh, we did talk about the carved off nipple belt. Uh, there was also a table propped up with human shin bones. I mean, what a sturdy table, right? Do you think that table had four legs? It sounds like it had half of legs. It sounds like it only had the shins. Well, it was a short table. You need the femurs. Yeah. Yeah. To make it a full, you know, sounds like you need the femurs to make a full size table. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, if I was going to make a table, I would definitely make it with four legs, not three. What? <laughs> it's a table joke. Get it? Tables have four legs. But did he? They call them legs. Table legs. I understand. I understand. But why? Okay. Where did the three legs come from? It was to reiterate the leg part. You pulled that out of thin air, you fuck. Yeah, I did. <laughs> there was a lot of other ghoulish memorabilia discovered to be what at least two murdered women and dozens of exhumed bodies, which gained obtained up to forty nocturnal visits to the graveyards. So, Gein was actually diagnosed with schizophrenia and pronounced insane. I wonder why. Can't imagine. Gein was a commit. He was committed to a mental hospital, but after ten years, he was declared fit to stand trial, which he did in November 1968, and was found not guilty. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Uh, they found him not guilty by reason of insanity, then sentenced him to life imprisonment in a psychiatric institution. Uh, while at the Metadota Mental Health Institute. Wow, that's a lot of fucking eyes. While at the Metadota Mental Health Institute in Wisconsin, where he would spend the rest of his life, Gein had most of the medical staff praise his admirable disposition and cooperative nature. He was a very pleasing guy. Like, uh, you see this too with Bundy, honestly, that, you know, they, people love him. They trust them. Well, yeah, that's how they, that's how they lured him. Although wasn't, I thought Ed Gein was more, um, because of his mother, he was a little bit more, uh, socially awkward. He, well, he, he didn't have the social skills necessarily, but he As was Ted very Bundy cooperable. Did. Like they said, cooperative. Uh, yeah. He was very likable as far as like just a general pleasant disposition. Yeah, because I think Ted Bundy uh, was a bit of a... I forget the difference between psychopath and sociopath, but he was one of the two. And uh, because of that, he was actually... He had a very successful career and, you know, blah, they this, blah, they that. Mm. Mostly hunted women. And... Even though he was a very gruesome killer, he had an unblemished incarceration record during his time. Meaning not one infraction, not one outburst, while he was, nothing. While he was incarcerated? Yeah. There was actually even a, an A&E true crime story. Uh, A&E true crime spoke with Dr. Gail Saltz, the clinical associate professor of psychiatry at the New York Presbyterian Hospital, Will Cornell School of Medicine, and author of Anatomy of a Secret Life, The Psychology of Living a Lie, which was all about Gein's unusual behavior as a model patient after he was incarcerated for his crimes. And according to Harold Schetzer, uh, who wrote Deviant, a biography on Gein, uh, the murderer was a perfect patient, blissful, calm, never requiring tranquilizers to keep under control, and he got along really well with other patients. Why do you think he felt at home while in confinement is the question. Well, I think he was just kind of used to being alone, right? After uh, whatever happened to his but dad. But he's not alone. He's with other patients. He's, there is very much more. He's more socially active there. Oh, I thought, I thought you said he was... Uh... He wasn't in isolation. He oh, was okay. incarcerated, though, in a psychiatric ward. Huh. He's probably met up, right? 
That's they do that. They like they give you like medicine. They to, said they never had to use tranks on them or nothing. Yeah, but they, they use so them. that means he didn't have a consistent tranquilizer bill or nothing. Huh? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just used to being around fucking weirdos. Maybe. <laughs> so somebody who was a a child in author in an authoritarian home, Gein's mother. A, and we're going to talk a lot about in this section of the of the story. We're going to talk about his mom a lot. Yeah, well, she's like the main reason he's all fucked up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so Gein's mother, Augusta, first of all, very ugly name, very ugly woman, from what I can tell. Yeah, he was not a good looking guy. He was not either. Yeah, he was pretty bust. <laughs> so Gein's mother, Augusta, was domineering and told him that women and sex were evil. Uh, there was familiarity or even compelled to repeat what uh, was essentially a trauma for them. Uh, living under a very stringent rules without freedoms and being told what to think and to do is very difficult for children. Some assimilate to conditions even though they may not be they may be angry about them and experience it as an ongoing chronic trauma. They then replay that childhood trauma as adults and reciprocate it in conditions as a way of managing and processing the trauma. Essentially, they're drawn to it. And here's a picture of Gein for you, just so you can get a, another idea. Interesting. Mm. Gein's grisly crimes were the inspiration behind many horror characters, Buffalo Bill, Norman Bates, and Leatherface. Uh, it can be argued that every murder is relatively sadistic, but there is one in particular that was so bad he served as the inspiration of Hollywood's most sadistic murders, and that is Ed Gein. Now, his early life and his first murder. I regret Googling it. Mm, what'd you do? <laughs> I just Googled Ed Gein. A bunch of stuff popped up. I'm not a big fan. Uh, did you see the chair and stuff? I saw a lot of stuff I'm not a big fan of. I'll show you more. Though. No, that's okay. Yeah, I'm not worried yeah. about it. <laughs> You'll be all right. <clears throat> so, Ed Gein, early <clears throat> life and his first murder. His teachers and classmates at his elementary school recall him being very shy and having strange mannerisms, as we discussed. Uh... Aside from penalizing his social life, his mother would confine Ed Gein and his brother to their farm. So they only spent their time there. She would often read to them from the Bible and preach that the world was inherently evil and that women were prostitutes and that drinking and immorality were instruments of the devil. And, it, and here's a cool picture of Ed Gein's home, by the way. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. Actually, very nice-looking house. I was surprised that they have very many photos at all before it burned down. There's quite a few, surprisingly, of everything. Yeah. Um, there are quite a bit of... You can still go here to the rebuilt, by the way, I think. No, you cannot. <laughs> Thank you. Delete that. Curiosity. This is a picture, though. In this picture, there's people that are looking through the window of the house, Uh of no, during November 57, uh, after he was arrested, I'm assuming, uh, the bright lighting on the side of the ground floor window is a part of illumination from on-site crime labs. Yeah. Gein was 38 years old, by the way. And he and Henry were working in the fields of their farm. Uh, they were burning away uh, marsh vegetation, common practice then. 
but when the fire got out of hand and spread, the fire department needed to be called. After the firefighters had come and gone, the fire was dealt with, and Ed reported his brother missing. So there's a different side of than those earlier notes of why maybe his brother caught on fire. But there were definitely firemen. Fucking hell. Anyway, they found his body face down in the marsh, dead from asphyxiation. At first, the fire was blamed, although authorities soon realized Henry had been dead before the fire got out of hand. And the bruises on his head confirmed that. Although they suspected Ed had killed his brother, there wasn't sufficient evidence to prove it. So they were forced to accept that his death had been an accident. And uh, later, they actually claimed... Uh, that there was no doubt that he had been the murderer. Uh, After his brother's death and his mother's a few years later, Gene renovated the farmhouse, as we discussed. And like I said, there's not much here, except for I just wanted to go through these pictures, which is kind of hard to do on this section of the podcast, I'm realizing. I mean, we can look at them and we we can... Okay. Yeah, so let's do that. We can react to them. As you can see, he lived in squalor. Yeah. Yeah. Scroll up just a bit. Thank you. Yeah. It looks like the house of a madman. Okay. So what I'm looking at, it looks like, is this his kitchen? It almost looks like, cause there's like some pantries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's shit everywhere, literally everywhere. He also collected newspapers and things like that. Just it's, random junk. Yeah. It looks like, um, almost like a hoarder. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah disturbing mind well his his mind was clouded cluttered at best oh yeah that's that's kind of a interesting yeah i bet that's how a lot of hoarders are i bet yeah their mind is kind of cluttered so they make their life the same way yeah Yeah. exactly i bet if they just cleaned up they could probably (laughs) (laughs) you know what i get like that once a you like that what i get that like that once in a while where i'm just like i can't handle this mess anymore and i have to clean the fuck out of my house the nature of uh, building gray man involves me collecting a lot of stuff for when we inevitably have a studio but man it's getting cramped in this apartment <laughs> a little bit yeah some soundproof rooms yeah one day bro a couple yeah. more locks on the doors would be great yeah locks yeah 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 it's yeah. good for development uh-huh yeah I'll put a lock on your daughter's room see how you feel huh? so her son frank who happened to be the deputy of sheriff deputy sheriff uh, we're talking about Bernie's warden. Oh, here's one of the skin chairs. So there was bowls and, ut- and utensils made from human skulls and bones. Uh, however, where the household items were made from human skin. Here's a picture of the chair. Let's see Devin's reaction to that. It actually looks pretty good. Gein also revealed his motives he told authorities that soon after his mother's death, he began to create a woman's suit so that he could literally become his mother and crawl into her skin. Uh, though there were parts of countless bodies found in his home, Gein was uh, arraigned on only one count of murder for Bernice Warden. So all of those other things he wasn't really he wasn't charged for. He was only charged for one murder. Uh, he did plead not guilty by reason of insanity and was declared unfit to stand trial. So that's crazy. He only got booked for one out of potentially way more. Yeah. I mean, I although there was exhumed bodies, those are felonies or after this. They well, when he felonies. went through, when he went through uh, the graveyards and shit and pulled a bunch of dead bodies and stuff. Yeah. yeah. He should have been at least tried for that. 
Well, he was retried once after doctors believed he could participate in a trial, but was again declared mentally insane. So that's why they they never pursued any other charges. Well, there's the statute of limitations, and you can't be tried twice for the same crime, technically. Double jeopardy. Double jeopardy. Exactly. So, <clears throat> Gein shot and killed saloon caper Mary Hogan, uh, piled the body into a sled, and dragged it home. On November 16th, Gein robbed Warden at the local hardware store that she owned, and killed her, though it is believed that others during this time, Gein only admitted to those murders. So I'm guessing some of the skin and things that they found were a little too fresh to be from exhumed corpses. Fucking filthy, man. I'm still trying to figure out this pair of lips being used as a window shade drawstring. Like, there's no picture of it, and that makes me kind of sad. Really? I'm just interested in how lips are nothing. There's... Maybe it was like... So theories. Let's run this just up. I think aliens, Devin. <laughs> How? How? It's always in the top of my theories list. You know, <laughs> murders, nipple belts. Sounds like some alien shit. Sounds like something an alien would do. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe he was being told by aliens. To make nipple belts? Yeah. I mean, you know, they're very hot item on the market. <laughs> for, for aliens? In Andromeda, yeah. 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 Something about that just, I just out. My only other theory is just he had a mommy disorder. Yeah, that's definitely, I, I agree with that one. I don't know about the aliens one. That's a loose thread, but. You have any theories? Uh, No, yeah, I think he's just damaged for sure. I'm not, I don't know where the, the, the fixation with the skin thing came from. Well, the cannibalism research he did probably had a lot to do with it. The Nazis also were very big into that. I just don't understand why it, like. I understand being damaged, and I could have even understood, like, maybe becoming a serial killer. But why Why the fascination into that, that realm? I mean, why? Like, I understand, like, he probably got it from the research that he did with cannibalism. But why did he even start going down that road? Well, I mean, I'm sure there was a reason. There's always that one kid in class who likes doing the dissection part of the science class way too much. Like, way too much. <laughs> yeah, way too much. Yeah. Maybe he was that kid. Probably. Uh-huh. And in the 50s, they probably were really doing it. Yeah. Yeah. They don't even make kids dissect shit no more. I dissected a frog in middle school. Yeah, not no more, though. You don't think so? I don't think so. Probably not. PETA probably got a hold of everything. Yeah. Fucking PETA. I mean, when I was doing it, it was pig fetuses, and it smelled gross. Really? Yeah, the smell of formaldehyde just really got me. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Pig I, fetus? Fetus. It's concerning. It was best. mostly pig, mostly fetus. We did the frogs. Frogs I could probably have gotten behind, I guess, but I don't know. The I the I, fetus thing got me. I was struggling with the frog, dude. I wasn't into it. I mean, I did it, but I was I, not into it. I think they were just trying to see who's going to work at Purnell's or not. Is that what it was? The sausage factory, yeah. Great. Shelbyville, yeah. <laughs> you have to suss out those geens in the world. <laughs> Send him to the slaughterhouse. He'll, <laughs> He'll be great. It. Yeah. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> that's that's what it is. It, we just got a case of a guy who never found his true his true calling. Yeah. He needed to be working in Butcher Town. Really did. Yeah. Next he, he would have been very happy. Yeah. I mean, think about all the things he could have made out of the skin. I don't think they get sent home with the skin. Something. I don't think so. They just have pig tongue. 
Yeah. On a drawstring for his lampshade. Instead of. So I can tongue it. Lips. Yeah. Which for some reason he had. You know, I wonder, isn't there a horror person out there with a pig face? Didn't that come from like Manhunt, the video game? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think it did too. That was terrifying. So this has been Wolf Takes a Bite Out of <laughs> the Yeti. Just kidding. No, Ed Gein. As always, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wolf Takes a Bite Pod. So this has been a Wolf Takes a Bite Out of Ed Gein. Oh, shit. I see why you said Yeti. <clears throat> Fuck. As always, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wolf Takes a Bite Pod. Leave us a rating and comment on the show. That really helps us bring you the content we want to make you. That really helps us bring you the content we want to make you. Oops. And of course, <laughs> and of course, this episode is brought to you by Gray Man Media. You can find us at graymanmediaco.com. And while you're there, check out the store and send us pictures of your latest Gray Man swag. Please do so, because as you've seen in the earlier part of the video portion of this episode, there is a cool shirt, and I am wearing it, and you can get it, too. That's fucking hell. Uh, keep your eyes open for more Wolf Takes a Bite content, and subscribe to the YouTube channel for even more of your favorite shows. Yes, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I love you guys. Remember, question everything, and we'll see you on the next one. You got number five, or, or which one do you got? Chanel. Yeah. Yeah. Cloud nine. <laughs>